even though a lot of us forgot about it, but, you know, praise the Lord, I didn't intend to come. Amen. But thank you so much. Amen. It was good. Romans chapter 8. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Ooh, sometimes you got to command yourself to do things. And most of the time, it's your mind. Because that mind is a demon in itself. I can't be demonized, so you have to command it to get right. Mm. Praise the Lord. Somebody needs to command their minds right now. Amen. Amen. I will hear the word of the Lord. Amen. I will yield to the Holy Ghost. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. Romans chapter 8, verses 37 through, through 39. Uh, we will read as soon as I turn there. Praise the name of Jesus. All right. It reads, Yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. I want to talk briefly this morning from the thought, from serving to suffering to glory. From serving, maybe I should say through suffering, to glory. Amen. Father, thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you for the power of your word. Thank you, Lord, that when your word goes forth, it does not return to you void. It accomplishes what you desire, and you prosper your word in the things that you sent your word to. So thank you for sending your word to us today, and thank you, Lord, for what your word is going to accomplish in our lives this day. Have your way, Lord. Be glorified. It's in Jesus' name that we pray and we thank you. Amen. Amen. From suffering through, from serving through suffering to glory. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So, serving the Lord Jesus Christ has never been without struggle. Amen. From the very beginning, it has never been without struggle. Uh, from the very beginning, believers had difficulties. Are you all listening? <clears throat> From the very beginning, believers experienced lack. From the very beginning, uh, believers experienced personal failure at times. All right? And from the very beginning, believers were persecuted. All right? So serving the Lord Jesus Christ has never been without struggle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, we read of these things in the Holy Scriptures. This is not something that, that I am uh, making up or thinking of, but we, we read of these things in the Holy Scriptures, especially in the book of Acts, as we learn of the beginning of the Christian church. You see the things that they went through. You see the struggles that they experienced. You see the suffering that they went through. Uh, and then as you read the epistles, uh, you, you conclude from reading the, the, the epistles and the instructions that, that were given, the epistles are the letters. The epistles are the, are the books from Romans through uh, Jude, all right? You read from the epistles uh, and you hear from the instructions and from the warnings and, 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 and what have you you understand uh, the spiritual attacks that the believers went through, and you understand the challenges that they faced in living holy. Amen, amen, amen. You, you read of these things as you study the Scriptures, and this is, this is why it's so critical to study the Scriptures. Now, now rest assured and be informed that, 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 that we do not interpret the Scripture from personal uh, interpretation. All right, I can't, I can't make up my mind what the Bible says. Amen. One of the things we learned is that Scripture interprets Scripture. And it's critical that, that we understand this because we live in a time where people 
conclude things uh, and form opinions about life and living based on, a lot of times it's based on what television says. Amen. Uh, Hollywood has always uh, influenced America, especially, and influenced the world. And if we're not careful, that influence comes into the church. And because people tend to believe things that they hear on television more than they believe what they hear in church and what the Bible says, uh, it influences us. And, 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 and it's, it's, it's not good, to say the least. Are you all still in the house? It's not good. It's not good. Uh, uh, we should be influenced by what the Bible says. God is creator. God is Lord. I mean, he created the heavens and the earth. We belong to him. And, and we get into dangerous territory when we start forming opinions, especially Christians. Now, you don't expect this from people who don't know Jesus. Uh, and people who do know Jesus need to know him through what the word says. Amen. And not through personal uh, thoughts. Uh, you were walking through the field one day and you got this this feeling that came over you and now you know Jesus, you need to know what the Bible says. Uh, yeah, yeah that, that, that's, that's so critical, so critical, you know, because we, we'll get totally off base uh, when we don't follow the scriptures and we don't study the scriptures and, and follow the scriptures. So even, even in living, in life, and the things that we go through, we need to know what the Bible says. We really need to know what the Bible says. We are informed in the scriptures that we're going to suffer. We are informed in the scriptures that we are going to struggle in life. We are informed in the scriptures that, that, that we're going to have difficulties in life. Uh, and that's one thing that I really love about serving the Lord is that he did not leave me in the blind. He did not leave me to think that once I became a Christian that everything was going to be hunky-dory. Everything was going to be cake and ice cream. Everything was going to be sweet and fine and lovely. Once I, he let me know that, that once I became a Christian, then attacks the were really going to come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus told his disciples, and he says to us, you will be hated of all men because of me. And when you study the history of, of the world, and the, uh, the, especially when Christianity comes on, the, comes on the scene, Jesus becomes a dividing point. Jesus becomes a point of contention. Jesus Christ and, and those who follow Jesus Christ and who really want to serve him and be true to him will be attacked by the enemy. And the enemy will use people, but, but we have to understand that the attacks come from the enemy. You know, yeah, because he hates Jesus. The enemy hates God, hates anything that has to do with God. So because we are saved, he hates us. And so attacks are going to come. He said, in the world, you're going to have tribulation. That's what Jesus said. In the world, you will have tribulation. But he said, be of good cheer because I've overcome the world. Amen. So you got to know that, 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 that you're going to have trouble and tribulation in this world. It's going to happen, especially if you are a Christian, especially if you are a Christian. So, so, so don't ask why God. Don't, don't ask God why. The better question is, God, what do you have for me in the midst of what I'm going through? What do you want to accomplish in me and through me in the midst of what I'm going through. Yeah. Well, personal attacks and, and, and struggles uh, uh, that, that, that we might have in our lives, uh, we read the words of the Apostle Paul in Romans chapter 7 as he helps us to understand the struggle and, and the help that we have. You know, as I was reading that um, again last night and 
read it over several times, I began to, to, and I've read this hundreds of thousands of times probably, but I began to hear Paul not necessarily saying, now this is a twist on this, that he was dealing with this personally. We've always said Paul was dealing with this personally, but, but we're not, he's not necessarily saying that he was dealing with it because he's dealing with the law. All right, and being sold under sin and trying to help the church at Rome understand what it's like to be sold under sin and the struggles that we go through being sold under sin. But, 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 but we got to get through the struggles to the help. So, so when I read it again, I just began to understand it a little bit differently. He's not saying stop right here with the struggle. He's saying go on to the help. Because he found help. He went through like all of us went through. But at the end of that, he said, who shall deliver me from this body, from the body of this death? And let me tell you something. The sin that goes on in all of our lives is like being in the body of death. But he says, I thank my God through Jesus Christ, my Lord. So our help it's in Jesus Christ. So don't, don't get stuck and don't get settled. You know, I, I've heard sermons preached, you know, and, and people, people have dealt with uh, the woman that was caught in adultery. And, 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 and they stop at Jesus said, neither do I condemn you. But they don't, go, they don't go further to say, no, they stop at the point where they say those men dropped their stones and they walked away. But they don't go to the point where Jesus said, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more, you know. So we can't get stuck. We got to read the whole thing, you know. You, you, you can't bake a cake and leave the sugar out. You might as well cook cornbread without, without sugar in it. Amen. Amen. Right? You, 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 you can't bake a cake and leave the, the, the baking powder out of it because it won't rise. Somebody said it won't rise. Amen. So, so don't, don't stop. We, 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 to satisfy our consciences, many times we stop at, at, at Paul saying, when I desire you to do good, evil is always present. That is the truth. Evil is always present when I desire you to do good. Amen. But he didn't stop right there. He didn't stop right there. He said, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? And he says, I thank my God through Jesus Christ, my Lord. So, so we see that, that the struggles are going to come in our lives. Hardships are going to come in our lives. You may as well get ready for it. Amen. The sooner we make up our minds that trouble is going to come, the better prepared we are when trouble comes. Amen. Do not live your life thinking that you will not be sick. Don't live your life thinking that you won't have financial difficulties. Do not live your life thinking that people will love you all of the time. Do not live your life thinking that people are not going to talk about you sometime. Don't live your life thinking that you will not be persecuted sometime. Because Jesus said you would. He said you would. So the sooner you make up your mind that these things are going to be, the better off you'll be. Amen. Amen. Why would you join the army and not expect to go to war? And when you go to war, yes, you want to come home alive. But I'm sure... I've never been in the military, but I'm sure that, that you are prepared in your mind that you might die on the battlefield or at least get wounded. But you joined the army. You just joined for the benefits, huh? People join the military today because, you know, they want to go to school. Mm. They want to get the benefits after. But, but ultimately, when you sign up 
You're signing up to put your life on the line. So when people are killed in battle or killed on the battlefield, one thing that they say is they've made the ultimate sacrifice. They gave their lives for their country. So why are we Christians and we don't expect attacks to come? When you signed up, you're saying, Lord, I'm putting my life on the line for you. Well, maybe we need to explain it like this a little bit better. Come on, give your heart to Jesus. Give, you need to be saved, you know. But it's more than that. It's trouble. It's persecution. It's heartache. It's pain. But Paul said the suffering of this present time does not compare to the glory that shall be revealed in us. And that's what we have to understand. You see, whether you're a Christian or not, you're going to be persecuted. Whether you're a Christian or not, you're going to get sick. Whether you're a Christian or not, you're going to get in trouble or you're going to have trouble. But the wonderful thing about being a child of God is that when trouble comes, you have someone who's going to stand with you. You have someone who's going to fight your battles for you. You have someone who's going to make a way out of no way. You serve Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals. Oh, bless the name of Jesus. You, hold, you serve Jehovah Nisi, the Lord who is our banner. Glory to God. Amen. You serve Jehovah Shalom, the Lord who is your peace, who will give you peace that passes all understanding, that will keep your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. You serve Jehovah Rohi, the God who is your shepherd. And he will supply all of your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Man, it's a wonderful thing. Woo, glory to the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, I feel wonderful right now. Woo, thank you, Jesus. Somebody shout hallelujah in this house. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, yes. Glory to the name of Jesus. So, so we've been talking about serving the Lord uh, in ministry over these past few Sundays, serving in terms of being engaged in the local congregation right here in the, in, in the body of Christ, amen, not coming and sitting uh, and, and, and warming a pew and using up the electricity and the air conditioning, but getting involved, amen, amen. praise the Lord, amen. Uh, why, why waste your, 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 your cologne and your perfume and a good bath, amen, to come to church on Sunday morning and just sit, amen? <laughs> Praise the name of Jesus. Yeah, we want you to put on some cologne and deodorant and stuff, but, but, but why waste it to come and just sit? Get involved. Tell your neighbor, get involved. Get involved. That's what we've been talking about. We've been, we've been talking about finding your place, using your gifts and your abilities because this is what God has designed uh, that you would do to help the body of Christ grow. This is God's design. Amen. That, 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 that as you become a part of his body, you will get engaged. You will get involved some way, somehow. Amen. Using your gifts and abilities for the manifestation of the spirit. First uh, Corinthians 12 and 7, I believe is. The manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one of us for the benefit of all of us. Amen. And as you benefit your brothers and your sisters, the body grows and the kingdom of God is advanced. This is God's design. Amen. And you get involved. Uh, I was having a conversation on yesterday, and sometimes you know, because I do sit back and wonder, how is it that, that you hear me say this a whole lot and ask people to get involved, and nobody, not a whole lot of people step up to the plate and say, I want to do this. And, you know, I'm still dealing with this age-old thing, and I need a mirror because I don't know that I look like a wolf. I, I don't know that I look like a bear. I, I, you know, I don't know that I frighten people, but somehow or another, people seem scared to come to talk to me. You know, and say, Pastor, I want to do. You know, I, I haven't figured that out. If I say, if I say today, uh, Brother Boy, I want to see you in my office, what did I do? That's the first thing that come out of person's mouth. What did I do? (laughs) 
Amen. So you see how real this is. It's very real. So, so how do you engage yourself without me having a one-on-one meeting with everybody in the congregation? That's unfair to me. I don't have time to do that. I am not coming to your house, sitting down, talking to you about how you can get engaged in ministry. You need to come to me. I'm one person. Amen. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. I have a family too. Amen. I want to sleep too. Amen. Praise. So, so you need to, we need to get them. But this, we've been talking about, that's, that's just personal. I just thought I'd put that out there since this is part of the message. I want to help us. I want to help us move, amen? Amen, I was so blessed this morning, walked in the kitchen, Sister Carolyn said, look at this, Sister Carolyn uh, Crawford said, look at this, I looked in the bag, I thought she was starting to make t-shirts with the, with the T.O.P. logo on it. And she said, no, I'm, I'm going to be an usher. I said, well, praise the name of Jesus. I mean, that's what I'm talking about. I mean, you know, let's get involved, amen, let's, 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 let's do something in the body of Christ. Amen, because it helps the body life grow and helps us gel together. Amen, and and then it helps advance the kingdom. A few people should not carry the bulk of the work. Amen. Just like a few people should not carry the weight of the finances of the church. Amen, everybody should be tithing. Everybody should be giving. Amen, that's your part as a part of the body of Christ, amen. And tithing makes it equal across the board because you're not giving, uh, you're not giving according to a specific amount, you're giving percentage-wise. God said, bring the tithe and the offering into the storehouse. Tithe is 10%. So you don't give more than I do, and I don't give more than you do. Percentage-wise, we give the same thing. Amen, amen. So this shouldn't be left on a few people. Amen. Everybody. Everybody should bear the load. You know, the church should never struggle financially. Amen. Not, not when we have people who are working every day. Yeah. Yeah. People who have sources of it. The church should never struggle. We should be given. And I thank God for what Elder Hoskins talked about, about us making sacrifices because being a part of ministry is sacrificial. That's not a point of the message, but it's a, it's be, being a Christian is sacrificial. You got to sacrifice. You got to sacrifice. Coming out here Friday night is going to be a sacrifice for a whole lot of people. But when you make the sacrifice, that's when the blessings come. Amen. When you make the sacrifice, that's when the blessing coming on Saturday will be a sacrifice for some people. But when you make the sacrifice, that's when the blessings come. When you stretch yourself in your giving, that's when the blessings come. Yeah, a lot of old saints would give. They would give. They would give. Amen. I remember when I was in school in Atlanta, people were uh, at this one particular church. And I know sometimes in some of our denominational churches, you don't see this a lot, but in some of the Pentecostal and Holiness churches, you see this, and, and some of my friends were talking about how they were, how they were selling stuff so that they could meet uh, the need for the church. Folk were selling gold chains and, 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 and diamonds and stocks and buns and cashing stuff in to meet the needs of the church, and that mindset has been lost today but we got to go back to sacrifice because it's in sacrifice that blessings come. And you don't know it until you do it. You don't, you, you, God says, prove me now. If I will not open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive. Do you know what prove me means? God says, try me. God says, test me. God says, make me prove myself to you. Body life should never be left to a few people uh, to do the bulk of the work. It should be widely distributed across the entire body so that everyone is benefited and the work is getting done. You see, when I preach, 
I'm being benefited. Amen. When I worship, I'm being benefited. See, you think that I'm just preaching to you? I'm preaching to me. And I told you this before. Before I preach to you, I've already preached to me five or six times. Because I got to prepare the message. I got to pray. I got to seek God. Amen. I got to hear what God is saying. And so I'm preaching to myself over and over again as I prepare to come to Sunday morning worship and you hear it one time. Unless you are, unless you are uh, 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 industrious enough and serious enough and committed enough to go and listen to the message over and over and over again after it's preached. So I'm being benefited. So it's not just you being benefited. And so when you use your gift, it's not just the other person being benefited, but you are being benefited as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. So when everyone is benefited, the work is being done. The church grows. And the kingdom of God is advanced. When everyone is serving, when everyone is serving, the church grows. The kingdom is advanced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the summary. As the kingdom is advanced, the glory comes. That's the picture in a nutshell. Okay? And looking at the big picture, the picture in a nutshell, we, we, we want to see the glory revealed. Yeah, we, we want to see the glory of God fall. You know, we would love the day. We love the times when the glory of God falls and nobody can minister. You know, we just, 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 just have to kneel and bow in his presence and, and, and bask in, in his presence because we can't stand up vertically and upright for the glory of the Lord. But there's an important piece of the puzzle that's not mentioned right here. Amen. Amen. That important piece is the suffering that will take place in the midst of the work. Okay? Amen. That important piece, when we talk about everybody being engaged, we talk about the church growing, we talk about the kingdom being advanced, and the glory of the Lord being revealed, we can't talk about that without talking about the difficulty, without talking about the suffering, without talking about the hardships and heartaches that will come as these things take place. You see, in serving the Lord, there is suffering. Amen. We don't know what form of suffering that, uh, we don't know what form that suffering is going to take. But there is suffering in serving the Lord. Amen. We're going to have struggles as we serve the Lord. Amen. Amen. We are going to be talked about as we serve the Lord. Amen? We are going to have difficulties as we serve the Lord. Amen? Amen. People are going to dislike us sometimes as we serve the Lord. Amen? We're going to be attacked as we serve the Lord. In the body of Christ. It's going to happen. We don't want it to happen. But it's going to happen. Sometimes it seems like it's in the body of Christ. It's in body life. Amen. Where the attacks and the difficulties and the struggles are most prominent. Why is that? Well, part of it is because of who we are. You see, before you start pointing fingers at somebody else, say that, that old saying that when you point your finger at somebody else, you got three pointing back to you. Because everybody will say that somebody else is the problem. And a lot of times we're not honest about our own messes and our own deficiencies. You know, and we're not honest about our own struggles and our own bad attitudes. And we're not honest with ourselves about who we are. So before you point your finger at somebody else, take a good, hard look at your stinking self. Woo. 
Amen, Jesus. Because sometimes we all stink. That's why you got to take a bath. Whew. Hallelujah. Sometimes Sunday morning is like getting in a hot shower. You get burned on this side and burned on the other. You're trying to scoot from under the water. You ain't nowhere you can go to, unless you get out of the tub. And God said, don't get out of the tub. Stay in the tub and get burned because you need to burn some of that stench off of you. Because of who we are, okay, all right, <laughs> hallelujah, uh, because of our interactions with others, yes, just think now, we're born in sin, we're shaped in iniquity, all right, if I got a bad attitude and you got a good attitude today, give you a few weeks. If I'm having a bad day today and you're having a good day, just give you a few weeks. We interact with one another. But the scripture teaches us that we are to be as iron that sharpens iron. And anytime two pieces of iron strikes together, they're sparks. You cannot sharpen a knife without cutting off some of the, the roughness of the dullness of that knife. And if a knife could talk, every time that file hits the edge of the knife, the knife would say, ouch, that hurts. But you can't get sharpened without getting hurt. God help us today. Help us today. That's why I understand when people talk about church hurt, but I am not phased about church hurt because you need to be hurt sometimes. Who has not been hurt in church? Stop that foolishness. You get hurt on your job and you go back. You get hurt in your house and you don't leave. Stop it. You go to the doctor and they need to draw blood. That needle hurts. Next time you need blood, you're right back up in the doctor's office. Next time you need to be tested, you're right back up there. And if they didn't use anesthesia on the operating table, stop this. I'm hurt by somebody. Somebody didn't speak to me. Somebody didn't pay me enough attention. My goodness. Stop it. Just stop it. That's why serving is not easy. Lord, have mercy. Y'all all right? Because I ain't got the point number one yet. I'm trying. I'm trying. Lord have mercy. Amen. Amen. Yeah, so sometimes in body life, it seems like these things are most prominent. And it's, it, it is this way because we've deceived people into thinking that once they become a Christian, amen, that everything is going to be wonderful and it's not going to be wonderful. Yes, we love each other, but stay around us long enough and we're going we're gonna to have a little argument. We're going to fall out. But those of us who really love each other will stay long enough to make back up. Yeah, we will. We will. Stay, it may seem like I'm preaching to you every Sunday, but stay long enough. You'll be shouting after off the message after a while. I'll pass by you. Glory to God, I'll go on to something else. Let me go. So I'll, so I'll text for the day, and I'm going to run through these things so I won't keep you too long. Amen. Our text for the day gives us import, some important information that we need to always be aware of if we are to do the work of ministry 
Amen. In the midst of suffering, in the midst of difficulty, in the midst of pain, in the midst of heartache, in the midst of struggle. Because remember, these things are going to be in the church. All right. It's going to be in ministry. And I want you engaged. God wants you engaged in ministry. All right. But he's letting you know that these things are going to be. So, so what is it? What is it that we need to know? What does the scripture speak to us about? You know, that, that, spe- that helps us if we are going to be engaged in, in the work of ministry, in the midst of suffering and pain and what have you, so we can get to the glory. Because we got to get to the glory. We want the glory. We want to experience the glory. Number one, there is a divine plan for your success. All right? There is a divine plan for your success. Now, there's something that's mentioned earlier, but I want to start here because this is important. This is number one. You got to know this. You got to know this. So, in verse 26, <clears throat> it says, Likewise, the Spirit also helps us in our weaknesses. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now, he who searches the heart knows what the mind of the Spirit is, because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that all things, what, work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purposes, for whom he foreknew he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among men and brethren. Moreover, whom he predestined, these he also called. Whom he called, these he also justified. Whom he justified, these he also glorified. That's a divine plan for your success. All right? You have, God has already designed it that the Holy Spirit is here to help you. He is our helper. Jesus said, I will not leave you comfortless. I will send the comforter. Here it says the Holy Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. He helps us in our struggles. He helps us in our difficulties. That's God's design so that we can be successful. So we can be successful. So then when I'm going through stuff in life and ministry, I don't have to give up because I have a helper. The thing is, will I, accept, will I access the help that God gave me? Yes, sir. Amen. Amen. Will I access the help that God gave me? Rather than always crying to people, cry to God. Ask the Holy Spirit, you're my helper. I need you in the midst of this. I can't make it. Holy Spirit, I want to love my brethren. But it's difficult, rather. Holy Ghost, help me. Holy Spirit, I love my church family and the devil is trying to pull me away. Help me. Y'all listening? It's so easy to pick up and run. It's a little bit more difficult to stay. Yes. Because of something that happened. Because of something that happened. Amen. So who is our helper? Amen. Are y'all listening? This is a general message. Don't be trying to figure out who I'm talking about. I ain't talking about nobody. I might be talking about you right now, but I ain't talking about nobody in particular. All right? We need help. And God has designed it so that we have help. His Spirit is here to help us in whatever our weaknesses are. You see, because the problem may not be that somebody has offended you. The problem may be that you're just going through some stuff that nobody can help you with. The problem may be that you're angry with God because of things that have happened in your life. And the Holy Spirit is the only one who can heal that hurt. Come on. People get angry with God all of the time. Some people come to church and they're angry with God. They just don't say it. 
So there are a lot of reasons that people need help. God is saying to us, if we're going to serve, we need his help. You can't do this alone. Secondly, other people are dependent on you. Other people are dependent on you. So ministry is never just about you. Never just about you. So Paul says, For I consider that the suffering of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory, verse 18, which shall be revealed in us. For the earnest expectation of the creature eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God. For the creation was subject to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subject it in hope. Because the creation itself also will be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. So one of the interpretations of this is when it talks about the, 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 the um, earnest expectation of the creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God. It's not just talking about in the end with the revealing of the sons of God. It's when we come into who we're supposed to be as children of God. Somebody's waiting on you to come into what you're supposed to be. Waiting on you to be revealed. Waiting on, on the you that God created you to be to be manifested in body life. While you're back, sitting back, dealing with all these issues about yourself, grow. Expose yourself to whatever it takes for you to grow so the you that God created you to be to be revealed so that creation can be blessed. So that the rest of creation can be blessed. So it's not just a few people who have the title bishop, minister, elder, evangelist, teacher. You need to be revealed. You need to be manifested into the body of life. Somebody else is dependent. That's why Paul said the manifestation of the Spirit is given to all of us, given to every one of us for the benefit of all of us. Everybody needs to be benefited. Yes. You need to be revealed. You need to be manifested. Creation is waiting on you. While you're struggling, your yard needs to be cut. That's creation. Take care of creation. Y'all don't think about that. Keep your house looking good. Keep your yard clean. Pick up trash. That's creation. It all belongs to God. When you're struggling, you're suffering, you're, 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 you're mad at somebody, you ain't doing what you need to be doing in creation. You're thinking about yourself. You're all, it's all about you and what you want. And this, this is the problem that I see with people who grow up in body life and refuse to live a godly life. They forget that there are young people that are watching them. Said to one of our young men, you should be a leader in the church by now. You're still struggling with, with, with whatever it is you're doing. And other young people are watching. So, so young men and young women in here, who have influence in other young and children's lives. Think about how you live. Think about the example you set. Oh, it's your life. You can live it like you want to live it. But then think about who you're pulling down while you're doing what you want to do. Other people are waiting on you. We don't think about that. Thirdly, so I want you to come back next week. <laughs> it's up to you to be persuaded. Apostle Paul said, and all these things, he talked about everything that you go through, okay? Uh, you know, what shall separate us from the love of God that's in Christ Jesus? All of these things he talks about. Then he says, yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded. He didn't say, we are persuaded. He said, I 
am persuaded. It's up to you to be persuaded about these things. I can preach until, until there's no more breath in my body. It's still up to you to be persuaded. It's up to you to be persuaded that you will not let anything separate you from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. You know how people do stuff and they blame other people for what they do? You got to be persuaded that, that nobody else is to blame for what you do. You got to be persuaded. The devil didn't make you do anything. You just weren't persuaded. You have to be persuaded about these things. It is something that's going to happen as you yield yourself to God and allow his spirit to minister to you. Paul said, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. He was persuaded. He didn't say for us to live as Christ and for us to die as gain. He said for me. He was persuaded. You got to be persuaded about these things. So I say to you today, If you hear this message and you put this message into practice in your life, it'll take you from suffering to glory. You see, there is no glory without suffering. There is no progress without struggle. There is no advancement without opposition. There is no gain without pain. Are you hearing me? There is no elevation without a descent. So I just tell you this morning, be encouraged. If your heart is to be engaged in the work of ministry, these things are going to happen. But don't look at what you see. Don't get stuck in how you feel. Don't get stopped by what you're going through. Paul said, don't think it's strange the fiery trial that's about to try you. For these same afflictions have been experienced by your other brethren. Yeah. You got to keep your eye on Jesus. Amen? You got to keep your focus on Christ. For, for me to live, Paul said, is Christ. So I'm going through all of these things, but my focus is on Jesus. He'll take you from glory to glory, from strength to strength, from faith to faith. You may not realize it in the midst of what you may be experiencing right now, but just keep on staying, keep your eyes on Jesus. You see, the Lord is working behind the scenes. He's working things out, and you don't know he's working them out. And you won't know it until you get to the other side. That's why we praise, amen, when we get to the other side. You know, we're thinking God just did this thing. No, from the foundation of the world, God worked it out. Now you got here and you see it, and now you can give him praise. Oh, he's not a Johnny come lately. Mm -mm -mm. No, 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 God is never late, amen. He's always in time, amen. You might be on time, but God is in time, and God is moving in the midst of time, working things out for his glory and for your good. So don't give up. Don't give up. Praise the name of Jesus. I can tell you this because I've been doing this 45 years. Don't give up. Amen, amen. God will see you through. God will bring you through. God will bring you out. I am not talking about what I heard. I'm talking about what I know. Don't give up. Don't give up. Hallelujah. We sang that song, don't give up on God and he won't give up on you. 
Don't give up on this church, glory to God. Hallelujah, there's something good in the body of Christ, amen? Amen, that there's some healing in the body of Christ. There's love in the body of Christ. There's strength in the body of Christ. We might be a bunch of mismatched folk, and we might rub each other wrong the, the, sometimes, but we're still the people of God. We're still the children of the Most High God. We're still God's sheep, amen? We still belong to him, and God is still working in us. For his glory and for our good and for our good. Hallelujah. From serving through suffering to get to the glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. One day, hallelujah, you're going to, be, you're going to hear the Lord say, well done. Good and faithful servant. Hallelujah. One day. You're going to be able to rejoice and shout and run around the building and say, look what God has done in my life. I thought it was over. I thought I couldn't make it. But God. Ooh. Oh, my goodness, my goodness, my goodness. I heard a man preach a sermon the other day saying, don't quit. And you can't quit, saints. I don't care what you're going through. You cannot give up. Glory to the name of Jesus. You'll get to the glory, but you got to go through the suffering. So keep on serving. Keep on serving. Hey, old song says, serving the Lord will pay off after a while. Oh, bless the name of Jesus. I like those old songs. Payday is coming after a while. Your payday is coming, glory to God. You may not see it right now, but keep on serving. Your payday is coming. But you're not working for payday. You're working for the glory of God. You're working for saints to be saved. You're working. Bless the name of Jesus. Let's stand. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.